Time for Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Morning, Keith. Good morning. Let's talk about the uh, start with the announcement yesterday. Justin Trudeau in town with Premier David Eby announcing this $1 billion battery plant in Maple Ridge. He said it will be the largest lithium-ion battery factory of its kind in Canada. A lot of public money being poured into this, too. Let's listen to Trudeau here. This new E1 Moly facility here in Maple Ridge will produce up to 135 million battery cells per year and become the largest factory in Canada for high-performance lithium-ion battery cells. This means great middle-class jobs, great middle-class careers. Your thoughts? Well, yeah, it's 350 jobs out in Maple Ridge. It's... um Interesting. Canada is trying to elbow its place into the supply chain when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, uh, this is a shiny announcement. We'll see what comes of this. I don't think there's going to be any immediate impact, but it was an example of Trudeau out there trying to change the channel. Yeah. You know, trying to get attention. Um, it, on there with a host of ministers, including and of course a BC Premier uh, David Eby. So. Yeah, it's a it's a good job creation vehicle. There's also critics that the government shouldn't be subsidizing this quite to the point. Is BC's putting I think eighty million dollars? Yeah, into so this? it's it's two hundred. It's uh, uh, eighty million from the. It's it's two hundred eighty four million dollars total yeah. between both levels both of government, government for four hundred. Like it's three hundred and fifty new jobs, and he said it will preserve a hundred existing jobs. So four hundred and fifty jobs and that works out to what is six hundred and thirty two thousand dollars a job <laughs> in public money. I mean, yeah. is this a good use of well, the public I mean, money? You know, governments do invest in companies from time to time, but this is an unusual venture. I think when you see both governments like this investing money a significant amount of money to leverage the private sector to get involved to put So what is this the argument that if the government did not come to the table with all this money they would just leave yeah, they, have their they would investment. just go away so that's that's the argument um yeah. the NDP government in the 1990s was much more um willing to do stuff like this to yeah. put money buying mills remember the old uh, the mill up in the Skina cellulose? Skina cellulose. yeah uh the, the NDP government Dave Barrett you know um but Owned a chicken farm and, and other, <laughs> a couple other mills. So um, this this NDP government under Horgan and Eby hasn't been more willing to invest like this. So this yeah. is a bit of an unusual venture. Yeah, and it's interesting. But it too. is part of the clean energy file. Yeah, I think you're going to see more of this. Yeah, we're trying to leverage the private sector into getting involved in building cl- um, the clean energy side of things. Uh, it's and again we talked about this the other day. The BC Hydro has a massive wind farm. Uh, yeah. a proposal going out in the spring calling for for uh, interest in that i think you're going to see some major investment there okay speaking Le- of leverage private sector investment and speaking of other major investments what else does british columbia want here and big they want item, more than this big item on the table dwarfs everything else because it's so expensive is the fraser river crossing otherwise known as the massey replacement project yeah the new tunnel to replace the, the old new tunnel. tunnel to replace the old tunnel. It's not going to be called Massey. It's going to be called something else. We don't know what it is. Right now it's called the Fraser River Crossing. Uh, that's a $4.1, $4.2 billion project. And oh. the government, federal government has been there to fund the Broadway subway line, the Surrey SkyTrain extension. I think they kicked in a billion dollars on, on, and that's the traditional form of funding with the feds, you know, municipalities in the province. So, 
Um, but the, Ottawa's not there yet. But I would be very surprised if we don't see Justin Trudeau out here at some point in the next few months standing at the at the Massey Tunnel or near it and saying, yep, we're going to prom- promise, you know, one, one and a half billion dollars federal money for this project. Okay, well, let's have a listen to Trudeau because Trudeau was asked yesterday, by the way, how are you getting along with David Eby, the premier here? Listen to his response. This is Trudeau yesterday. Uh, done some great work on housing together. We're continuing to work on significant affordability challenges together. We're working on the energy transition. We're working on uh, the transformation of our economy to bring those great jobs from the resource sector to the knowledge economy to manufacturing to uh, all the different areas that BC excels in. Um, don't worry, there are going to be lots more announcements. <laughs> don't worry yeah. there's lots more coming I, I don't think they're going to approach the bromance level of relationship that john horgan had with justin trudeau those two guys got on just great and of course you see john horgan is now the ambassador to germany um but you know it's in both interests to play nice sure sure we'll take, your, take your money sure. both of them are facing an election soon well this is well, not it. soon but you know within a, a year or so a year yeah. and more for trudeau uh, so they need each other. They need each other's funding. They need each other's cooperation. Yeah. Uh, so I think you are going to see a fair number of projects and funding announcements involving David Eby and John Horgan or, and uh, Justin Trudeau going forward. Even even this little spat that occurred with the exemption of the Atlantic provinces from uh, home heating oil. The premiers got up in arms about that. Uh, Trudeau's enemies at the federal level are Daniel Smith and Scott Moe. Yeah. And to a lesser degree, Doug Ford. But certainly Scott Moe and Daniel Smith are two uh, premiers going to be at loggerheads with him. And he needs allies. And one of those allies is going to be David Eby. Well, especially when we get to the political silly season as we get closer to a federal election. Trudeau just weighed down in the opinion polls. Will he be out here spending money, just bringing bags Another and bags of money? poll, yeah. Um, that's a tr- traditional dole out the federal largesse. Sure. Yeah. Um, but another brutal pull out today by Abacus Data, a 16-point lead for the Conservatives now, 41% to 25% for the Liberals. The Liberals are dropping. The Conservatives are going up a bit. Yeah. Foley have got a pretty big crowd in Duncan. Oh, I get 2,000 people out in Duncan. I saw some of the pictures. Yeah. Absolutely packed. jam-packed hall. Yeah. So that is usually NDP, safe NDP territory. But if you go back to the 90s, the, re- the old Reform Party, yeah. used to win seats on Vancouver Island. They're normally considered NDP strongholds. Yeah. And the scenario is, is shaping up for another battle now. Not be, well, The Liberals are nowhere. They're just vanquished on the, on the island. Uh, it's between the NDP and the Conservatives. And right now, I have to say, the Conservatives have the edge of winning the island seats. Maybe not Victoria, but certainly some of the upper island seats. That Duncan seat, that's the first thing that occurred to me. Okay, he must be looking at that seat as a pickup oh, here. Sure. Take it from the NDP. The NDP won it... F- Fairly handily last time, but they got to be vulnerable. Like I, say, I bet you the conservatives got their own internal polling too, showing that we can take this seat. Well, I think again, if you look at historical trends, the old Reform Party, which is a mirror of the Poliev style, yeah. they won these seats and they won other seats in BC uh, by fairly significant margins. And that's the scenario I think the NDP is looking at in in in, in BC. Not only are the Liberals going to be potentially wiped out in this province, but the NDP. Uh, federally, not provincially, but federally, could lose a whole chunk of seats to the Conservatives. How does the how does Trudeau fight back on this now? Now we have seen some know. the start of some negative ads online against Polyev, comparing him to Donald Trump, for example. We've talked about that. 
I asked I asked Polyev about that on the show this week, and he said, well, this is just desperate. Of course, that's what he's going to say, but will we start to see more mudslinging oh, yeah. negative attack ads? Yeah, but the Liberals, you know, they got to go beyond online ads. Yeah. I mean, the reality is the traditional forms of media still are the main generators of public opinion. And Polyev's out there on television with his Axe the Tax um, ad. Yeah. Uh, also, the soft... Mushy, feely, good ads, softening his image with his wife as the the narrator. Sure. They've been running on television pretty well nonstop, and I yeah. think they've been very effective. And yeah, I haven't seen the Liberals do that yet. No, yeah. they've, they've just let them give a yeah. just given them the stage. They're not in the game, and no. I think today's poll from Abacus is a reflection of just the the spiral yeah. that they're in right now. And I'm not sure once you're in a, that spiral whether you can arrest it or not. We've got lots of calls. Let's get right at it here. George in Nanaimo. Hi, George. Go ahead. Hi. Good morning, guys. Um, the battery plant is just the latest example of what happens when you go down the green rabbit hole. Billions of dollars. You know, you think we would learn from the experience they had in Europe where they tried to do this. They spent billions of dollars. And in the end, they ended up with something inferior to what they already had. The grid collapsed. They have blackouts, brownouts. People are burning their furniture to stay warm. I just can't believe that they're so committed to this. When, If you want us to change, you have to either give us something better than what we already have or something okay. cheaper. And what we're getting is something way more expensive and not as reliable and doesn't work as well. It makes no sense. Thank you. Your thoughts? Yeah, so we're sort of in the infancy of this um, of this uh, industry. In this road, we're embarking on you know EVs and electric batteries and all this. And again, Canada is a bit player on this. China is controls the supply chain. And Canada's trying to elbow its way into this this thing in Quebec, Ontario, and here. Um, it takes about 10 years to get a mine uh, developed in Canada from, from you know approval to actually opening and producing. And, to dig up the stuff you need to make the batteries. Yeah, so yeah. It's, uh, it's an interesting idea, but the caller's right to be skeptical about it. Chris and Langley. Hi, Chris, go ahead. Hey, guys. Yeah, just a different perspective here. Uh, I don't know why we're always about dragging our heels, you know. Uh, we can't do this. We can't do that, you know. Uh, we talk about, you, you guys, a couple quick points here. You talk about the Kinder Morgan pipeline when we were looking at the approval. The narrative was 100% about the jobs. Think about the jobs. Think about the jobs. What were the jobs? The jobs were mostly temporary jobs. I love to hear a comparison to how much money was spent by the federal government on that Kinder Morgan pipeline and how much each temporary job got us in comparison. Think about mm. the spinoff, uh, the economic spinoff you're going to get from uh, from uh, Maple Ridge here. Maple Ridge is going to uh, do well with this project. Uh, we're going to jump into the game, as you say, something that we should we've been left behind already so we're just trying to catch up and so this idea this narrative that we should just drag our heels well it's not going to work we can't do this it's going to cost too much think of the taxpayers money you're going to be spending oh we can't so i, I just wish you'd frame it similar you did to the to Kinder morgan you guys push hard for that and you got it but here you're kind of like well you know you know china this china this it's just it's just a different different uh way of going about it and, and it seems like it's bought and paid for thank, there. thank you, thank well, you, Chris. You know, maybe, the, maybe the the plant turns out to be a good thing. I just think it's uh, healthy to be skeptical about some of these announcements and the, some of these new ventures. This is not a pulp mill. Yeah, this isn't a sawmill that we've had historical hundred years experience with. This is something that's that's different. 
Well, do you remember when the NDP government poured hundreds of millions of dollars down the drain on aluminum catamaran ferries? We were yeah. going to be a world leader building these ferries. Yes, it was a total disaster. Yeah, um, there's you know we got new technology and new technology production yeah. is not a guaranteed thing all the time. Yeah, let's go to Tim and Kamloops. Hey, Tim, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say, um, you know, we should give uh, props to Pierre Polyevra because he, he is one of the best gatekeepers for the corporate world, and he <laughs> seems to be able to work into coalitions. He accuses the NDP and liberals of being in a coalition, but wasn't wouldn't you classify him being in a coalition with the liberals when they voted down the NDP motion to remove GST, I believe, from uh, heating oil? And it seems that he's able to also work with the bloc a lot. They seem to vote on a lot of the same things. So he seems to be pretty adaptable at being a very hypocritical flip-flopper. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Well, almost all political parties at some point are coalitions, a coalition of interests. Yeah. You know, the NDP here in B.C. is not a monolithic one-side party. It has to – it has its labor ties. It has its environmental ties. Some of those, Sometimes those are definitely across purposes – and they have to figure a way to work with that. So if Polev gets in there, he's going to have to appease a lot of interests as well. And and it'll be interesting if he, you know, right now he's he's headed, it seems, on paper to a majority. Yeah. But if he's a minority, um, can he work with the bloc? Well, let, let's as see. Okay, let's out, say they have worked together. Let's say he gets his majority and he follows through on his promises to balance the budget and drastically cut government spending. Now you're talking about cutting potentially social program spending yeah. in Canada. And let's he, see how long, how popular he remains exactly. after he does it. And he hasn't actually promised a lot of specifics. No, you know he's he's been really weak on specific, but you know. He's not the first politician flying high in the polls who doesn't want to be specific Well, if you ask him, what would, about what would you cut? So if you're saying you're going to cut taxes, you're going to balance the budget, so what government spending would yeah. you cut? He'll always say, well, I'm going to cut uh, the Arrive Can app yeah. or these, these other I'm sort of... Cut government waste. Government waste. You know, he's going to defund the CB CBC. Then you start trying to drill down. Well, are you going to cut, are you going to cut uh, daycare spending? Or are you going to cut this program they're bringing in for, for kids? Are you going to lay care? off 100,000 civil servants? Yeah. You know, and that's where the details start to lack. Brenda in White Rock. Hi. Hi there. I'll be real quick. Um, has anybody heard about the, uh, speaking of industry, the renewable natural gas composting facility that they're planning right by the border, right by the Peace Arch Park? Hmm. Um, it's called what, you mean on the, U on the U.S. side of the border? No, Canadian. Oh, okay. Right, right where the little Campbell River is and the, the beaches, the schools, the, everything. And it's... Uh, I wonder what the air quality will be like yes, around there. Exactly. What are your What are your concerns there, Brenda? On that? Oh, everything. The concerns of the uh, sensitive area that uh, for fishing for uh, the river, the ocean, the beaches, the and how far it can extend. Okay. And I'll, I'll send you a link if you like. Because I send, yeah, send, send it along. Yeah, that's an interesting. Maybe we'll get someone on to talk about that. That's an interesting project.